Do you really watch Shin Chan season like twenty nine? To go to bed. Very nice, very nice. So, so it's it goofy. Is worth... It's fun. Why not? He's got a little penis. It's shaped like an elephant. <laughs> My <laughs> God, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> it is sharing uh, the important facts. <laughs> I just want to what I. You know, when it's late at night and I need to fall asleep, I just need to, you know, listen to some guy that's got a little penis. <laughs> Nothing well, I mean, tuckers me out. You want to know penis. what? It's a big part of the show, so there, <laughs> so sue me. All right, guten tag, bitches, bros, and non-binary hoes. This is Pax. You are l- 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 listening to Bro Takus, the show where a bunch of people who love anime do a deep dive on what is and isn't worth watching. We believe you do not need a major in anime studies to enjoy this wild, beautiful, strange art form. We are lucky to have you on this journey with us. We love you deeply and personally. No parasocial relationships. If you listen to the podcast, we're actually best friends in real life. You could find where I live. Start wearing the same clothes as me, like SpongeBob and Patrick. It could just be a complete reenactment. Take over my life slowly start reintegrating make friends with my friends eventually kill me bury me in the backyard brotakus is yours now and that's what we're all about here in brotakus spreading the ownership of the podcast to the people we do this for the masses <laughs> joining us on the Power podcast to the people. <laughs> joining us on the podcast today are henry and anna our new york based social media babies our 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 our, our co-hostesses with the most is what's going on y'all we're doing good. We're doing great, guys. Yeah, good morning, everyone. Or I guess afternoon. It's one o'clock while we're recording this. Hello. <laughs> hello, hello. Uh, Hal is out today. Hal is currently uh, very, very sick and manifesting a stand. Uh, there are strange markings appearing on his body. Uh, uh, on his chest, a strange tattoo that just spells out Ligma is slowly growing in his own veins. We're trying to figure out what his stand power is going to be. Leave a message in the YouTube comments if you have any ideas today. Oh, damn. Are, I didn't uh, know he came down with Ligma. I hear that's terminal. <laughs> it's very unfortunate. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the could have oral, 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 except it's oral, 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 oral. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, it's the zinger hour on Brotaku's. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, everybody, today, uh, you know, we've been thinking. Man, you know, oftentimes we do a deep dive, big ass review on one episode and uh, or on uh, one anime, and that is popular. That is good. Those are are are, are swell things for us to do. But uh, really, we think we could do better. We can get our numbers up because there are so few of us and so many of anime. <laughs> so <in laughs> we're we vastly hope, outnumbered. <laughs> vastly, it is. It's like you mentioned in the pre-chat. It's the Piper Perry scene, but it's us and anime all around us. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! I'd ride that train. I'd ride that train. <laughs> <laughs> oh, getting spit roasted by anime. Um, so today uh, we are doing what is likely to be a reoccurring segment, which is a uh, spring anime rundown. We are going to talk R- about R- roundup. Run it, run the jewels, baby. We are going to be talking about um, the. I guess we haven't even talked about like the seasonal anime structure. I think a lot of our listeners who just like will pick something up on. Um, Netflix don't really like understand like the drops and like the hype train and the schedule. Would one of you kind of like to explain that aspect of otakudom? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's my turn to talk. <laughs> um, so uh, the way a lot of anime production works is that there are about four seasons in a year. There's like winter, spring, summer, fall. You know how seasons work. And that's For all when of our new- season heads out there, little known <laughs> fact about the, the year. <laughs> 
Tell me your favorite season in the comments. Oh, it's Drop cool. it in the comments. Get up the engagement. Of course it is. <laughs> um, and so there's like a pretty much a constant churn of new anime throughout the year. There'll be like a few new shonen, a few new shoujo, some slice of life, some moe, some sports stuff. There's a little bit of everything every season. So if you have a particular genre that you care about, you can track something like that. It's just like, and as soon as one show ends, new shows start popping up. So it d- does sort of become a bit of a churn, but it's all new and good and fun stuff. And there's always something for everyone. So find something you like every season and just stick with it. And then something will come to replace it that'll probably be pretty similar. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And anime is for everybody. Except you, Paul from Cedar Rapids, if you're listening. Fuck you, Paul. Fuck you, Paul. If we have a listener out there like that, go ahead. Run back to IGN Anime Club. We don't want you here. Everybody else is welcome except you, (laughs) Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that was a great summation of it. And... Part of the reason why there's so much, I think, content creation around anime is because the hype train never ends. Like, the second mm-hmm. you have a wrap on one season, it's already on to the hype season for the next season, and it's just, like, so expansive and huge. Uh, so, before we get into doing the rundown of, like, the, the definitive guide for every anime that exists this spring, what must be watched, uh, Anna, do, did you have any uh, updates for, for news that, that the people should know about? There are a few exciting things happening, and I have a list of it on my phone. So uh, the Gundam Seed director actually just announced that a film is going to be a sequel to Destiny, and I'm really excited about that. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And Platinum N just casted its first anime uh, voice actors in, uh, in Japan. And I'm really, really looking forward to seeing um, Kaito Ishikawa in something again. So I cannot wait. Oh, Remind awesome. the listeners where they might know Kaito Ishikawa from. Because, of course, I know, but but we want to share with you. Kaito Ishikawa <laughs> has been in Free, has been in Haikyuu, has been mostly doing a lot of sports anime work, and uh, is now going to be in this cool, like, punk rock, cyberpunk anime, and I'm going to be seeing him doing something different, and I'm really, really excited. Hell yeah. Oh. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, uh, with that said, shout out to all our Kaito Ishikawa heads, all of our sports heads, our season heads out there. Uh, we are going to dive in. A quarter of our listeners, you spring heads who are familiar with the season of spring, are mm-hmm. in luck today. <laughs> you might have heard of her. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. We're talking about the anime that's on this season, y'all. So, uh, starting off with our spring anime rundown, uh, Anna, actually, could you could you pick something off your list and start spitting your shit about it well let's let's start big let's start with the one that everyone has been hopefully watching and that uh everyone hopefully has not been too disappointed by my hero season five Mm. yep new season my heroes airing we are getting an arc all about like uh the boys fighting all the other boys the boys are fighting boys. The boys are fighting girls. We got a shot of Sue's ass for the first six episodes. That what is are you true. talking they about? They did love that ass. <laughs> we got some froppy butt in this we one? We got some oh froppy butt, goodness. and she is thick. Built like a dump truck, that one. Holy shit. To all our frog ass enjoyers out there, this is for you. Hitting a lot of categories today. Yeah, our ass what can I say? We're a very inclusive <laughs> podcast. We, oh my god. So, right. <laughs> My Hero Season 5 has started. Um, for those who have not been watching and kind of I'm wondering what's going on, uh, we are doing, we're back at school and um, school, school shit is happening. We are uh, doing a roundup of uh, fights between different teams. 
you know, um, school shit. Between class A and class B. <laughs> you know. You remember school, in, a, you remember in high school class? when you would uh, beat the shit out of your uh, classmates? <laughs> it was a good time. Oh, God. Um, so without giving any too much away, cl- uh, team one or class one A and class one B are going head to head in a bunch of fights, and we are getting a lot of background on Deku's new powers. Mm-hmm. This is He's interesting. Crazy so this, flashbacks. This is kind of late in a show to have their first like. Well, I guess this isn't their first tournament arc, but to have a full tournament arc like. 200 episodes in is like very interesting to me hey i'm never gonna say no to a tournament arc a tournament arc is god's gift to man Mm -hmm. so um respect respect an anime is gift to me (laughs) (laughs) so that that said um any anything you could like discern about the quality of my hero season five like is it too early to call if this is going to be like one of the better seasons we're about eight episodes in and I can actually already tell you that no, this is not one of the better seasons. There is actually, um, mm. a, you'll find within the first four episodes, there's a lot of, um, it, it, we actually broke it down into a joke in our household where, and then here's the part where we, where we listen to Deku's flashback again. Here's the part where they show oh. Froppy's ass again. And then here we get new content about third of the way into the episode. So I, um, I only like one of those three things. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. You get a lot of it though. Um, this is definitely not one of the stronger or more compelling seasons of my hero academia, but if you love character growth and you love character building and you want to see all of your favorite babies that have may not been in the show as much recently, do some really fun shit. This is exactly up your alley. It's a good Dang. opportunity to touch base with all the characters, see some fun interactions. It's it's not like great, but it's still very good. It's still quality my hero. And they are taking this time to definitely show characters uh, developing new powers, developing new work, how they use their quirks efficiently, and everyone, even Mineta gets to shine. So impossible. <laughs> I mean, as much as that as much as that weak old grape can. Hey, if it's still st- my hero doesn't have a time skip, right? It never does it. One of those. Don't nope. think so. It okay, hasn't so far. That's good because there's nothing like a good old anime time skip in which all the costumes get way, way worse and all the titties grow <laughs> ten times Although the size. Although we get to and- see all their winter costumes, so there are new <gasps> costumes to be seen. And yes, Kirishima is still shirtless because a hoe never gets cold. <laughs> Very I think it's funny nice. to call them winter costumes when really it's just now they have sleeves. <laughs> Mama's got a cape. Mama's okay. got a cape. Good for her. Shout out to all our sleeve heads out there. Napoleon Dynamite, <laughs> I'm looking at you. Um, Henry, I need to know about Vivi Fluoride Eye Song. The, okay. So, what, how do you say it? So, you got most of it, right? It's Vivi or Vivi? Vivi Fluoride Eye Song is a anime original. It uh, is not an adaptation from anything. It is essentially about a futuristic vocaloid that works in an amusement park who gets contacted by an AI from the future and gets drafted into a mission to stop the oncoming AI apocalypse. Mm. So uh, a thousand years in the future, all the AI are going to rise up and kill all the humans on the planet. And that's terrible. That's a terrible thing. So they send a uh, another AI back in time to get this um, vocaloid who they know is going to survive to the end because her body is still around by the time that this 
apocalypse singularity problem happens. And so each, every few episodes, they introduce another um, singularity point, as they call them, where some major <gasps> development oh. in AI history is going to go down, and she intervenes and tries to shift the course of history. I have a question for you, Henry. Hit me. So you have discussed Vocaloids in this anime. Would you say this is something for a fan of the Vocaloid, or like fans of the Vocaloid community, or would you say this is something more along the lines of Violet Evergarden, where it's just a, a pained woman with robotic attributes uh, going through her life and trying to figure things out? So there's a lot of very good music. She gives some very cool performances. She does sing. Her like goal in life is to make the world smile with her song. She can't do that if everybody's dead, so that's why she is bothering to save people at all. Um, she doesn't. She's not super pained. I'd say the best comparison would be sort of like a Ghost in the Shell type thing. It's very cyberpunk and dealing with like the nature of what it's like to be a person with a drive. One of like something very cool that happened in one of the most recent episodes. She had been rebooted and lost some of her memories and. As they came back, the version of her without the memories had to come to terms with being a different person in the same body. And mm. it like delves into that cool stuff. So I would say combination Ghost and Shell Carol Tuesday. A little bit. A yeah. little bit. It's got that same like futuristic aesthetic. And it's absolutely gorgeous. Like they do really cool stuff with like aspect ratio. They go they like occasionally change art style into this like hyper detailed, really well rendered style every now and then that's really gorgeous. And once she downloads all of like the ass kicking protocols, she has some <laughs> very, very cool fight scenes. Oh, that's really, really cool, man. So the mm -hmm. quality in this, it's, it sounds fantastic. Any caveats? No, I don't think so. I really, really like this show. This is one of my favorites. Like, occasionally I'll drift off of it and then come back and be like, oh, yeah, this show's incredible. I I really love cyberpunk stuff, and this is really scratching that itch. Really, really cool. I, I wanted to ask one clarifying question, which is that, like, exactly what are Vocaloids? Because I know for me, I've always considered it like, you know, when the, the Japanese stole the gorillas. <laughs> like, the, <laughs> the, the, like, you are a fake... I, I thought Vocaloid was like a fake thing. Like, you are a fake idol online. I'm, I'm kind of ranking. like bending the term a little bit. She is. A, she has a physical body. She is an android. But she is like an artificially created pop star designed to entertain people at this uh, amusement park and she like slowly but surely becomes more and more and more and more and more popular as time goes on. Okay, dope. And can you give us the full name of that again? That is Vivi, V-I-V-Y, colon, fluoride eyes song. She's got she's got some pretty crazy eyes. Maybe that's what it's named after. I don't know. Okay, very interesting. <laughs> maybe they, maybe they put fluoride that. in her water. Who knows? <laughs> Good. Could be. Uh, check out the show notes for the um, names and spellings of all these things. We'll be leaving it there along with timestamps in the description. Uh, Anna, you look like something popped into your skull. No, I just looked up exactly what Vocaloid is. And I always thought Vocaloid was the band, was like the specific characters. It is mm -hmm. actually a voice synthesizer software product. So any AI oh. type of singing thing that comes from this product is a Vocaloid. Yeah, Most like, famous being Miku. Yeah, you can buy Hatsune Miku and like license out her voice to put 
on a song and you can like write out the the lyrics and the uh the 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 what's the the, the music do you just you just write music right yeah, that's what it is music. and you can like plug that in and then she sings it that's really interesting so i guess in that sense gorillas wouldn't be vocaloids because it's a kind of digital front for real people especially mm-hmm. since uh the gorillas are voiced by and played by real people they're just yeah. animated Oh, okay. Well, we are learning a lot today. Over, okay, baby. Fantastic. The more so, uh, you know. I would like to take the reins to talk about one of the most emotion evoking <laughs> <laughs> anime this season. I would like to talk about uh, the, and, and this might be one of the biggest hits of the season with the, the memes that it's generating, but that don't. Fuck with me, Miss Nagataro. Nope. Don't tease. <laughs> be nice. Okay, be nice to baby, Miss Nagataro. So don't close. step on me, Miss Nagataro. I would hate <laughs> don't that. Don't run a train on me, Miss Nagataro. Miss Nagataro, don't run a train on me. I'm totally. Why are your fingers in my mouth? You don't do that. What? I don't want that. Okay, so it is. Don't toy with me, Miss Nagataro. Is the name of this correct? Yes. Yes, that is the actual name of this show airing currently. So I am not sure how to directly unpack the show because the basic plot of it is there is Miss Nagataro who is kind of a uh, would, would, uh, what is the name of the the fashion sense the um the the kind of like tans girl oh uh, uh, Gao Garu Garu yeah like a little Garu like she doesn't it, have the it, blonde hair but she does have the tan skin definitely are yeah mm-hmm. but so. What Anna, you can you can double team this with me. You can run a train on Miss Nagataro with me today. So how old are they? Because I think that that's they an important. They are in caveat. their first year of high school. Meanwhile, the show's male protagonist is in his second year and is their senpai. Okay, so that's kind of a little weird. So, okay, so that's probably like sixteen and seventeen. Respectively, I would say right? between fifteen and seventeen are the age of these characters. Okay, gotcha. So the broad uh, plot of the show is that there is a young protagonist named uh, Simp Chan. <laughs> just gonna named call Senpai. It, named Simp Senpai. And Simp Senpai uh, it looks like every boy my sister has ever dated. <laughs> just completely buckled uh, uh, a dork who is writing um, um, test manga for himself. And it's very... Um, uh, it, it's, it's very bold. It's it's an isekai. He's like writing his own little isekai manga, and it's not of like the craziest quality, but he's pouring his heart out into it. And then Miss Nagataro, this like shark toothed little tan goblin woman, um, comes up to him and proceeds to mercilessly bully the shit out of him for 23 minutes. And every the- episode. Yeah, so this is this ho- the whole anime is insanely popular, but it's basically like what if Brat Play was a anime? And I'm not really sure how to describe the appeal, but there is something to it. Anna, could you kind of like give me the assist on this? Um, okay, so definitely part of the appeal is first of all, who doesn't love torturing the love of their life? Who doesn't love torturing <laughs> the love of their life? I might be sort of like <laughs> I might be sort of like blowing up my own spot here for a second, but um, I, it, there's something fun. There's something fun and sneaky about just being a little bitch sometimes, <laughs> and it can be fun to watch it. As well as the fact that I must say, um, our simp senpai, he doesn't love it, but boy, does he get used to it. And boy, does it do something to him real fast. Mm. So 
I would mm-hmm. say the actual draw of this anime, though, is the fact that eventually, um, around the four episode mark, it stops becoming just torture, torture, torture the anime, and it starts becoming about their relationship that is developing and growing and slowly, like, warming up to each other, exchanging phone numbers, going to the festival together. It's actually become something sweet where you can start seeing the vestiges of romance in it versus just, uh, brat play the movie <laughs> yeah absolutely so after that little admission by anna uh, uh princess if you're listening and you need a welfare check or a social worker to visit blink twice in your next video we will send somebody to help <laughs> rescue you from this little goblin here <laughs> but um it does explore i think i think animation is a good safe way to explore some of these more taboo emotions of like enjoying the the, the torture and the kind of like difficult dynamic a little bit and the way that it blossoms into something legitimately um, beautiful and the way that they then grow to share mutual embarrassment, it brings up like a lot of those like fresh, powerful emotions of like being in high school. It and is shockingly wholesome, despite the fact that half one half of the cast is berating and insulting and bothering the other half. It somehow becomes very cute and wholesome. Plus, there's a lot of really, really good visual gags using Naruto, uh, Nagatoro's body. Naruto. Yeah, yes. Using- <laughs> Naruto. Naruto's body. Believe it. <laughs> Step on me, senpai. Believe it. <laughs> I want to like- be your little worm boy. Believe it. Um, you fuck. can definitely tell that the like author used to draw doujins mm-hmm. from like mm-hmm. the facial expressions and some of the 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 energy going on <laughs> so if you want to discover feelings that you didn't know dwelled inside you that both make you very uncomfortable but you find yourself hooked by them anyway watch miss nagataro and become a different person watch don't toy with me miss nagataro there we go also it's got such a fun opening it's got <laughs> such a fun opening i just have to throw that out there as like an opening simp yeah it really does it really <laughs> does uh anna i want to toss it to you what do you want to cover next Yo, so Dark Horse of the Season, let's cover Odd Taxi. (gasps) I love it! I love it, it's so good. You let me share Nagatoro with you, so I would like to share Odd Taxi with you. Let's run a train on the walrus from Odd Taxi, let's do it, Anna. Yeah! (laughs) Alright, so here's my introduction to Odd Taxi. I loved BNA. I loved Beastars. I am one of those criminals who thought that they were the height of entertainment and really, really, really wanted more of it. Mm -hmm. And when I saw there was a new all-animal cast anime coming out, I lost my shit. I watched the first episode and was shocked. It was not what I was expecting at all. I was uh, normally with these sort of like animal-casted, there's a lot of... We found either a lot of sex or a lot of goofiness. There is really neither in this um, English show, and it actually very quickly becomes a murder mystery. It's like a very grounded human drama, except that there are no humans in it. Yes. Well, and I think that that's part of the mystery of it, too, because... The art style is certainly everybody is an animal, but from some of the dialogue, you you follow the main character who is a a driver of a taxi who meets all sort of uh, strange and interesting individuals who winds up kind of in the center of this plot surrounding this missing girl. 
And the the question that just lingers and lingers is, one, did he take this girl and is she currently, like, in his closet? You're not really sure about that until episodes and episodes in, but he's involved some way. But also there's something going on with his brain. He may not be a reliable narrator, and it's to the point where there's enough breadcrumbs in the show where you can make a compelling argument that these are not animals, that it's just how he views people. And it's that is one of maybe, a you know, two dozen little slow-driven, compelling mysteries that are just so gorgeously laid out. And I think that what Beastars really unlocked for me is that, especially in anime where there's so much hyper-expressionism and just like, oh, this is this archetype, this is this archetype, let's have these over-designed waifus and things like that, it really helps you kind of hit the reset button and appreciate the writing, appreciate the story that they're trying to tell because you don't have full associations with, you know, well, this is what this anime animal character means, and I love it. And the big meme online is people comparing the writing in this to the writing of Tarantino, and I don't disagree. It's really deeply mature funny in a way that most anime isn't funny. This isn't schlocky, just kind of like, oh no, I tripped it, I put my dick inside of you, oh no, my pee-pee's out. You know, it's not that type of etchy humor. It's really mature, human-based writing, despite the cast of whack-ass animals. One of my favorite moments in the first episode is when they have a conversation about Bruce Springsteen, and Mm. the, like, gorilla doctor can't pronounce the name. Yeah. That's the type of humor we're dealing with. It's not like big it's, over-the-top reactions. It's like if HBO made an anime. Kinda. Yeah. It's, it's like, like yeah. if HBO made an anime. It's like HBO's Animals, but in, but not, though. Don't watch that show. That it's show's bad. terrible. <laughs> Don't watch Animals. Forget I said that. I tried so hard. <laughs> But I, I do got to say, On Taxi is my current favorite of the season. Oh. It's something where it everything kind of screams like this. It, it might be... This is the one I'm so worried is going to go under the radar. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I'm getting the sense that this might be a one-seasoner anyway, just in terms of the context of it. But like, if there is more in the future, this is just the type of shit that I, I wish anime was only stuff that is this brave, this well-written, this unique. And uh, yeah. I can't recommend it enough. Anything else you want to throw out there about it? I'm just saying I really hope it sticks to the landing. It's been it's mm-hmm. been doing so well and it has really been carving out a niche for itself that I haven't seen in a lot of anime recently at all. Yeah. And um, I hope it sticks to the landing because I also don't think it's going to get a second season. It really hasn't been that popular. It really hasn't been uh, getting the traction that I think it deserves. Mm-hmm. Um, so go big, go home. Yeah, and like to sort of pivot a little bit, this is kind of the agony and ecstasy of seasonal anime, you get all of these new shows with new worlds and new ideas going on, but it is quite rare for there to be new seasons of these shows. They're almost always one season wonders. They've got to be like really popular or pretty damn successful to get a second season. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so that said, if it does stick the landing, I think this has the potential to be a classic. I really 100%. hope everyone watches On Taxi. For me, if there's only one thing I could recommend here, it would be On Taxi. I, I really like it. Although I'm really curious about Vivi uh, Florida's song. <laughs> like, I, it sounds really good. You did a good um, job of selling it. Yeah, It's Henry, a damn gotta, good show. Yeah, you got a couple more to cover, Henry. What's our, what's our next one on the list? Um... Well, let's talk about a seasonal anime that did get a second season. Let's talk about Megalobox Season 2. So uh, Megalobox is a series about sci-fi boxing. 
everybody have these like big exoskeletons on while they do big punches. And the first season was just kind of like a pretty standard boxing story. It follows the underdog who's got a cool gimmick. It's Gearless Joe. He doesn't wear his exoskeleton to box and he's fighting the big corporate overdog. But in season two, it picks up, I believe, like 10 years after the events of season one, where he has gone from being the number one champ of the universe to essentially a traveling hobo competing in like (laughs) underground prize fights. And you have to follow him as he tries to re-enter the world of um, mega boxing and make amends for all of the people he left behind. It completely, it's so much more mature than the first season. And I think you can kind of jump right in here. It's Megalobox season two, Nomad. Um, Yeah, it's like really interesting the way that they take these characters that you met in the first season and complicate them and deepen their character arcs. And I've been... I've been really enjoying it. Very nice. Very nice. Um, I, I've heard so many good things about Meg Lobox, and to hear that the second season is just as good, if not better, is really encouraging. So mm-hmm. I don't uh, watch Meg Lobox quite as um, frequently as Henry does, but one thing that I think that he really uh, should mention is the fact that the animation in Meg Lobox, both season one and season two, is phenomenal and very unlike anything that we've really like seen. It's kind of one mm. of a kind right now. It's trying really hard to capture the 90s anime aesthetic. They do that with like really thick outlines, but kind of like sketchy art style. The color use is really interesting. A little grainy. A little grainy. They do this really interesting thing. I don't know exactly the direction, but they render the images at high res, then <clears throat> downscale them so that they have that same kind of fuzzy texture that a lot of 90s anime had. If you liked the look of Cowboy Bebop, and if you liked the tone of Cowboy Bebop, I think you're really going to like Megalobox. Mm-hmm. That's that's the style that they're trying to chase. Yeah. Ugh, I'm almost regretful that we're doing this rundown because <laughs> this is just like going to consume my entire life. Like there's nothing like Welcome talking with your to homies. the churn. <laughs> there's nothing like talking with your homies about like anime that is amazing that you haven't seen yet that like is that hits quite that same note is going to destroy my life. My whole week is going to be friggin' verklempt. Um and that said anybody if you, if 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 you're a fan of any of these shows in particular and you want a full episode dive on these, definitely reach out to us an email or a DM. Always happy to cover it. Um, but that said, we did Odd Taxi. That was also on my list. Uh, we did Don't Be I, Nagatoro. We did Please Don't Be, nice. be Nagatoro. Please Don't Be Nagatoro. Oh, don't no, you are it. Nagatoro. <laughs> She's been Nagatoro the whole time. Ah! <laughs> and I would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for you meddling simps. Uh, <laughs> so... Let's talk about 86. This is another uh, big hyped up anime. So this is uh, a a takeoff of a, a Japanese light novel series called 86 that has nine volumes. It's been around for a long time. Uh, and well, I guess since 2017, which is like the ancient in terms of, you know, light novels. A million age. years ago. <laughs> million years ago. Why, I haven't um, heard that years since I was a boy. And there was a really brilliant article on Polygon recently about kind of the death of the YA dystopia. 
and in the West and like why that kind of fell out of favor in writing after it had been like so kind of reanimated and done again and again and again with you know Maze Runner and Divergent and Revergent and the Hunger Games and the Full Games. <laughs> um, but this is something that totally reboots that and revitalizes it. To me, the basic concept is that there are two um, there are two warring states. There is the Republic of San Magnolia and the Emperor or the Empire of Jod. So they've been at war for nine years. Yeah, bro. Cha, the, the empire of Cha. So the Republic of San Magnolia, which is very much like an anime Germany where everybody dresses like it's Germany but has white hair instead. And there's totally not an oppressed population of people of color that's for hiding and putting in the death mode. Okay, that's the twist. That's the twist. And it happens within a minute in the show. Basically, they've been at war with the emperor, the empire of Jod for nine years. And the empire of Jod has invented all of these like wicked dope automatons and like AI that just hop in the little like Terminator bug robots and they go like and it's an overwhelming force and the Republic of San Magnolia um, tells their people like don't worry everybody we're totally just as good as technology at them we are guys we're also great AI definitely yes. not just definitely not just brown people that we've shoved inside of these robots to go die against the the Jad people um, zero casualties no one has ever died in yeah, this war <laughs> Like, so, uh, oh, crazy fucking twist. There are people inside of the uh, Republic's robots, and they are dying. A bunch. And there, there's a bunch of really great twists that happen later on. Um, but all in all, it is a really, I think, compelling thriller that has really smart storytelling. It, it doesn't always tell, it, 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 it doesn't always, like, tell instead of showing. There's a lot of really great non-dialogue moments that help explain the world a little bit. My one worry is that uh, for the same reason that Attack on Titan got a lot of controversy for the way that it portrayed some um, World War II things, which I think that it has kind of like sidestepped enough. I think that it it, it, it has kind of, it could have been a lot worse in Attack on Titan. This one I'm just not too sure about. I'm not too sure mm -hmm. about like the all-white um, and kind of like Aryan Empire, even though they have white hair of like San Magnolia and the fact that all of their people of color um, who are called Colorado, <laughs> like the, oh the name of their like subrace. Yeah, the name of their subrace is like the Colorado and they're mm. referred to not even as humans, but like they're just little pigs. We just there's little piglets it's just driving our machines. It's totally fine. So a lot of fascism, a lot oh, of cultural a genocide. Lot of it's Whoa. like a really striking image the first time you see a crowd shot inside yeah. Magnolia because all of a sudden you're like, oh, these people all look identical this yeah. is gonna be a problem yes and so that said this is super not pro-fascism and even though i with western eyes might look on the name colorado and be like mm, is that the one chief uh <laughs> It, it, it still has really gorgeous storytelling. I haven't really bumped up against any intensely like problematic messages in this. It's clearly anti-fascist. It's clearly like anti-colonial. But it does, from, from the episodes I've seen, and I'm like five in, there are some really um, complicated twists that are exciting to watch. But um, I'm, I'm currently on the fence about whether I think this is like a great or an average show. I don't know. Have I yeah. review seen any more 86? I've seen, I think I'm up to date with it. It's, the pilot is really, really compelling. And the rest of it has been like good, 
but again, not great and not. Mm. I, I'm looking forward to them progressing in the story because right now they've been a little bit stationary. Uh, the the series follows uh, this woman in the Sag Magnolia army who is a handler, which means she like is on a Zoom call at all times with <laughs> yeah. the, um, the people that are fighting for her. The the reason why it's called 86 is because there are 85 districts in San Magnolia, and that's the only place that real people live, right? Uh, and then anybody else who lives outside, who is one of the Colorado, are referred to as the 86. The 86th district, they are treated as uh, disposable. And so, as you're following this woman, she seems to be the only person in the uh, controlling class of the army who treats the uh 86 like their people and she gets put in charge of this the the spearhead division which are the the 86 that are the deepest into en- enemy territory um and you follow as she develops a relationship and like some sort of bond with all of the uh soldiers working underneath her yeah, and and it's hard fought too because they're just dealing with basically like a a string of handlers who are just you know of the ruling race class and like the way that they often will deal with their handlers like mm, okay that's really great oh wow you're being so nice to us ma'am as they're doing the 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 hand jack off motion because yeah. they're just literally you know cattle like, to die. The reason why she took over the spearhead division is because the last handler killed himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know how he did it, but one of the main guys in the like fighting force got that dude to kill himself. There is a reason he is referred to as the Reaper. Yeah. So if if any of this sounds compelling, this is not at all a bad show. The action does feel a little disorienting to me sometimes. Um, I feel like they could have a better handle on like the camera during some of these interesting like uh, uh, fight scenes. But uh, it, it, it is a compelling story. So definitely yeah. not a uh, trash tier anime. Just hasn't, you know, proven its stripes yet. So we'll see where it goes. Do you know what studio uh, animated this one? Um, that would be Studio uh, uh, A1. Ah, A1. Oh, A1, okay. Yeah. yeah, A1 Pictures. Definitely isn't, not bad at all, but uh, that said, I think we've talked enough about 86. I'm going to 86 Oh, I just want to mention one more thing. Uh, the sure. music is done by Hiroyuki Sawano, he of the Sawano Drop. Uh, he does a lot of really good, intense anime fight music, and you you might know him from a series called All Noah Zero that came out in, like, 2013. He does really, really great stuff. Uh, so... Maybe maybe listen to 86 and give that a try. Very nice, very nice. So, um, Anna, I'm seeing Zombieland on, on the list here, and we only got, like, a, I think two more after this, but what is Zombieland? Uh, Zombieland is actually, uh, I believe it's on its second season as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zombieland Saga Revenge yep. this season. Uh, so this is another second seasoner. This is another one that we saw, I think it premiered last spring. Something like that. Yeah, the first last spring or like the year before that. The year before, Um, it is basically. Let me let me make sure that I have this right. But yeah, so a young singer dies unexpectedly and wakes up as a zombie, and then starts having to fight a Japanese prefecture. Um, That is. Wait, did you say? Did you say a senator dies? No, a young Japanese singer. Yeah, Singer. so like the first episode of the first season, she's like, I can't wait to grow up and be a singer. Steps off of her front curb and immediately Dracoon comes out of nowhere and bam, 
It's, Good old truck turn. <laughs> it's very abrupt. Okie dokie. So what is... This sounds of questionable quality, but convince me, change my mind. <laughs> What's happening here? Do you want something goofy and sort of full of fun at fighting action scenes? This is for you. I think it's goofy. I don't think it has fighting action, though. It's like an idol series. Oh, it's got some fighting in it. A little bit. Uh, I also haven't watched the most recent season at all, but I remember from the first season, she like gets reincar- like essentially brought back to life as a zombie and is put into a band with other girls from different time periods, and they all have to become this idol band to reinvigorate their uh, local prefecture. Yeah. Okay, so what are zombies in this world, then? Are they just guys, people? Like, what's the deal? Are they bad? They, uh, I don't... I don't, I don't think there are any other zombies. And I also think that they use the zombie what? thing as a shtick. What? They don't. They they don't know that they're zombies. They don't know that they're actually dead. No, they they, they do. do. They huh? do. Well, it shows their arms out. fall off. Their skin is dying. There, it's it's sort of like the old um, voodoo zombie style. They're like just reanimated corpses, not like disease zombies or plague zombies or any of that stuff. It's this one guy who is their handler, who is the craziest person you'll ever see. He's got too much energy and is just very odd and off. He brought them back to life because he wants to make a super group of all the greatest uh, girls <laughs> of all time. So there's like a biker girl from the 80s. There's a geisha. There's this little like trans girl in the group. And there's one girl who is just 100%. I want to eat brains. I have no like just uh, the whole way through. I like that. That's if fun. You're, if you're looking for something like silly, if you're looking for something that's like a very, very low effort watch, Zombieland Saga is for you. Mm-hmm. It's a very okay. good idol show with a very good comedic gag at the center of it. And fun- funnily enough, there is another idol show that is premiering halfway through this season. Um, uh, and so for once, there will be two idol shows premiering in the same season. My goodness. Mm. Very nice. Which one will win? We will have to stay tuned to find out. Um, but this is, would you like recommend this as, uh, as a watch or like? Yes. Yeah, give it a try. I think it's fun. I think it's fun. Oh, uh, okay. If Anna, if you say so, then I'm going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So every season, there is one anime in which the entire discourse around it is, I cannot stop crying and fucking farting and pissing myself in terror and sadness. I watch this. I become a puddle. I, I melt my, my heart. Why can't I stop watching this? And this season, that anime is what, Henry? It is To Your Eternity. To, to Your Eternity your is eternity. probably the most high-profile new manga adaptation this season it follows an orb that gets sent to earth by god and it can change shape by absorbing stimulation from the world around it so it spends a little while as a rock and then as moss on the rock and eventually this wolf passes away on top of it and it absorbs some of that wolf's soul and comes back to life as a wolf and this is all in the first episode. I would say some of the season has been a little hit or miss for me, but that first episode is probably 
the best episode of television I've seen this year. It is so incredibly moving and textured and like thematically rich because once this orb comes back to life as the dog, he meets this young boy living out alone in the frozen tundra and follows him as he tries to reconnect with his clan. And like Pax mentioned, you're going to cry at the end of the episode. It's very, very moving. Because this follows this follows Godball. Um, Godball's name is Fushi, right? Yeah. Um, this this series operates similarly to Vivi on a very interesting time scale because this ball is immortal. It cannot be killed. It will live forever. And so we're kind of starting at the very beginning of human civilizations. Mm. After he meets with the little boy in the snow, he walks for like a year through the tundra and eventually ends up in this forest with a tribal clan who are oppressed by an even bigger tribal empire. It follows that story. It keeps moving throughout the ages. And like, it's really interesting to see that world. You very rarely see that time period explored in fiction. Yeah. Absolutely, and the ball is named uh, Fushi because it's it's named after the actual god ball, the Fushigi, right? The uh, the ball that you bounce around and do the mm-hmm. the tricks with and slide on your arms. And it's also a little bit of a pun on the Japanese word for immortal. I, I do not know what it is, but I've heard them mention that it's a pun in the show. <laughs> oh, very nice. Would you would you say that the show is ultimately hopeful that there is a, a, a element of like love for humanity in it, or is it just absolutely? Sad Okay. It's like the ball is Fushi is learning how to love humanity and how to be a part of human society. It is definitely more hopeful than hopeless. He gets put in these terrible situations where people are hurt for bad reasons, but he finds the humanity within that. And like, it's very touching throughout. Oh my goodness. It, the, the mangaka Yo, uh, Yoshitoki Olma, um, Oima um, named it because his uh, oh her it's a female mangaka that is amazing it seems like just every female mangaka we cover is just banning a thousand but um, mm-hmm. it sounds like she learned her grandmother was going to pass away due to an illness and her she asked her grandmother to name her series for her and she chose oh to do eternity oh my god this god, show's even too the- moving. Damn it. I haven't even met God Ball that turns into Wolf Ball yet, and <laughs> I feel so sad. Oh, my God. Okay, well, that's very emotional. Oh, I'm grateful I'm alive. I'm grateful I'm alive. Uh, the last thing we have on our list, I believe. And and real quick, uh, Anna, I know that Shin-Chan, do you really watch Shin-Chan season, like, 29? They go to bed. Very nice. Very nice. So, so it's it goofy. Is worth- it's fun. Why not? He's got a little penis. It's shaped like an elephant. <laughs> oh my <It's> God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is sharing uh, the important facts. <laughs> I just want to, what I, you know, when it's late at night and I need to fall asleep, I just need to, you know, listen to some guy that's got a little penis. <laughs> 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 Nothing well, I mean, tuckers me out. You want to know penis. what? It's a big part of the show. So fair. <laughs> so sue me. But it yes, Shin Chan is, is still is. going strong. It's still doing the same bullshit you knew it for. And it can be sweet, it can be sour, and then it's gone. It- <laughs> Much like the little Cheers. penis. So so <laughs> it, it's worth saying here that 
despite this being a seasonal anime rundown, there are like a dozen shows that are just, or I mean, that's way underballing it, like dozens of shows that are just ongoing forever and ever. Things that are like many, many, many seasons in that we may not be covering. We're mostly We're not going to mention the One Piece anime, but that's still airing. Yes, and the... We have to cover Tokyo Revengers. Ooh, mm. do it, do it, Anna, take it. Let's do Tokyo okay, Revengers, then we'll talk so Mars Tokyo Red. Tokyo Revengers is uh, one of my personal favorites from this uh, year. And it is about a young lad who discovers that his, uh, I think, only girlfriend, first and only girlfriend, only girlfriend. Um, has died uh, due to gang violence and tries to figure out a way uh, to save her. And in doing so, ends up meeting her brother and going back in time to when he was in middle school. He goes back 12 years into the past when he was still in this relationship with this girl. And tries to relive his life, tries to save all these people in the gang wars, tries to uh, uh, stop his friend from committing suicide, tries to... uh, It's a really, really interesting story about time travel and gang violence and this one little kid who looks exactly the same 12 years later, except his hair color has changed. It's awesome. It's sort of like um, Erased. It's a lot like Erased. It is almost exactly like Erased. But I loved Erased. (laughs) But instead of being like a seinen uh, slice of life drama, it is a shonen uh, delinquent action series. Okay, and so the the main guy, he's trying to dissolve the gang, uh, uh, run the gang. What's his? He is like? not trying to dissolve the gang. Sorry, my my ankle. Um, he is not trying to dissolve the gang. He is trying to uh, steer them in a different path while still being part of a gang, so that they don't twelve years in the future end up murdering everybody. Mm, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Very interesting. That sounds like a lot of fun. Um, so I, I think last up on the list, then we have Mars Red, which I'm completely unfamiliar with. Uh, have, have you both have you both seen it? I think I'm the only person that I know uh, that has seen Mars Red. Mars Red is a period drama set in turn of the century, like 1900s Japan. Uh, all about a military or a branch of the military that are fighting vampires. Uh, it is all presented in widescreen. It's got this very um, watercolory aesthetic. It's got like very stark colors and has some pretty compelling drama around vampires. It has you don't see a lot of vampires in anime. Just because the Japanese um, understanding of vampires is very different from the Western one. This is like if Western vampires infiltrated Japan and then they got some vampires of their own and tried to fight them. It I'm making it sound more like an action series, but it's I'd say it's a period piece first, horror series second. Okay, dope. And is it good? It's pretty good. I enjoy it when I watch it. I just don't feel pulled towards it. I like let it drift into the background. I've seen like the first five episodes and I think there have been eight or nine released. I just kind of have drifted away from it. There's another thing about seasonal anime is that there's a lot of it and a lot of it is pretty good. So stuff that is like a seven out of 10 drifts to the background when you've got four nines in front of you. 
Hmm. Interesting, interesting, interesting. So, I mean, and that's why we're very grateful to have you, uh, the savant Henry Rosenberg, who is the only person in the world you claim to have seen Mars Red. Yeah. Whereas, uh, whereas a true, true anime connoisseurs like uh, Anna and I would much rather spend our time learning about Shin-chan's little penis. So, <laughs> Everybody is welcome to their own priorities. <laughs> Don't kink shame me! As a sequel to Wonder Egg priorities, <laughs> little penis priorities. Oh, <laughs> uh, Jesus. Christ. <laughs> so um we have covered a lot of dope shit this episode we've got uh don't uh toy with me miss nagataro odd taxi 86 we have uh, viva fluoride eye song to your eternity megalobox 2 mars red odd taxi my hero season 5 zombie land and tokyo revengers sounds like a really packed season but if we had to recommend one anime hey bitch go watch this shit to the average person what is the one that we're, we're putting out there today to the average person, I would say <laughs> VV Fluoride Eyes. Um, I think it is pretty textbook quality cyberpunk anime. Mm-hmm. And it's a straightforward enough story that people can like latch onto it. Right, um, right, right. I honestly would say Megalobox. Hmm. If you if if you are looking for something that is going to be beautiful to watch, uh, has a great two seasons under its belt, and is going to make you really feel something, Megalobox is definitely that for you. Okay, awesome. But then and to this- your uh, higher class of person, if we're oh going beyond God, just the ordinary, <laughs> it's got to be odd taxi. It's got to be odd taxi. It's got to be once odd I taxi. Agree with Henry. That's my thing. I so th- so that's much. <laughs> God, <laughs> that is my one recommendation. I think is Odd Taxi just for for everybody. I know that it's odd, but like compared to a lot of this other shit, way less odd. It's way less odd than the weird race politics of '86. And um, I I I hardcore recommend. And so that is kind of the perfect end recommendation. I think where we each have a different show we're recommending for different reasons, and uh, that's the ideal ending. A little something something for everybody. So check out Odd Taxi, Megalobox Two, and VV Fluorite Eyes. And uh, let us know what you think in the comments. Did we miss anything? Uh, Shoot us a a DM or message if there's anything else that we need to cover or something that we've overlooked. But otherwise, is there anything we wanted to add today, gang? Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. (laughs) We're pretty fucking fire. (laughs) Absolutely. Hit up Rotaku's podcast on Twitter. Hit up Highly Animated. Hit up uh, Shankity Stick. And I am Pax Lillian on Twitter. But uh, that said, I think that is a great place to end the episode, gang. I think we've made a lot of good ground, right? Good job. Good. Did it. (laughs) Good job, proud of you guys. So uh, to all to all the other people in the in the little penis gang out there, thank you so much for listening. Uh, please drop us a a like and review in your favorite podcasting app. If you're on uh, YouTube, hit all the buttons that make the algorithm go. And uh, have a fantastic day. This has been Brotakus for this week. We got some really special stuff in the pipeline for the rest of May. Or it's June now. It's June. Thank you so so much for listening. I am Pax. I am joined by Henry and Anna. And this has been. Brotakus. We will see y'all next week. Bye. Bye.